Hello and welcome to Game Pass Forever, a standalone segment of the Outsiders Overrated Podcast. Burns, I see that you wanted to throw me off the rails here, but I will not be I will not be swayed. I will get through my opening read. Okay, I won't tell you what I was laughing about. Alright. Each month we dive into a new game off the Xbox Game Pass lineup. Burns, that was such a good tease, now I'm so intrigued. But no, I gotta keep going. <laughs> this segment exists because of the generous support of our backers on Patreon. If you enjoy this content, please visit patreon.com slash OIO and consider pledging two dollars a month to support the show. Outsiders Overrated is presented by our friends at Premier Health. Check out their website at premierhealthmn.com. I'm your highly focused and well-prepared host, Tom Sidlachik, and joining me today are Hobbybox, Joe Burns. hey And Dr. C, Casey Aline. Hey, what's going on, everybody? You sound terrific, my friend. Thank you. Thank you very much. You got the uh, the voice back up and running 100%. Like it. Yes, it's, uh, I am 100% capacity. There you I go. Can, nice. I can sing again. I can do everything that I used to do. Bane? And... I think I can do a brain. Yes, I can, everybody. <laughs> you just destroy the city together. I love it. For October's game, past forever game, we played <laughs> Immortals Phoenix Rising by Ubisoft. Uh, funny. I thought it was a funny typo in the show notes. This game launched in December 2020 and has a criminally low 77 on Metacritic. Phoenix Rising is an open world action game set in ancient Greece. Burns, you made a face of that. Did you hate this game? No, 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 you no. You played no. this game a lot. No, no, no. I, I didn't hate it. I just... Metacritic is a thing, right? I don't know. Metacritic only has the power um, that people put stock in it. I don't think that it's a very good metric for, you know, what makes a game good or bad. What I like it for is just a snapshot of the general perception of the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, high Metacritic reviewers specifically really liked it which means generally critical acclaims right mm-hmm. i think a 77 i think all these critics are drunk and i read some of the reviews on this game and i thought they were way off base i was gonna say i think game informer gave it like a nine or something like that yeah so that my man high. brian Shea gave it a nine yeah yeah so yeah. yeah there's there's smart people out there there are and then there are people who drug that score down Phoenix Rising is an open-world action game set in ancient Greece. You play as an unheralded shield-bearer named Phoenix, trying to stop a deranged titan from destroying the world. The core gameplay loop consists of finding ambrosia to upgrade your health, battle some dudes with a sword, hammer, arrows, and god powers, solve puzzles and vaults to earn stamina upgrades, climb and glide and die, or try to get across a gorgeous world, upgrade your gear, harvest food for potion crafting, and complete story missions that usually involve climbing things and fighting dudes with narrative from Zeus and Prometheus. Did I miss any of the core gameplay hooks? I think that's about right. Yeah, you look like nailed it. Burns, I called this game when I set this show up. I called this game, and I know that people are going to lose their minds if anyone actually <laughs> listens to this, but I called this game Breath of the Wild but fun. Was I wrong? I mean, I think it has some things in common with Breath of the Wild, but I, I actually do think that the game takes a lot more from like other Ubisoft open-world games, just as much if not more, which isn't surprising because Ubisoft Quebec, which is who the developers of this game... Um, like their games that they did prior to this were Assassin's Creed Rogue and then uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. And then their last game before this one was Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which makes a ton of sense seeing as how they did, you know, Odyssey, which was all about Greek mythology and assassins and traversal. And it was much more of a focus on like RPG elements and exploration. And that's exactly what Phoenix Rising is just with... An art style that makes it look a little bit more like Breath of the Wild, 
and uh, or a lot of it more like Breath of the Wild, probably. And um, some of the mechanics that are similar to that, like I think some of the things you mentioned or like the glider or the gliding mechanic and the climbing and things like that. Um, and you're not the only person that obviously tied this to Breath of the Wild. Uh, lots of critics said a lot of things about that. Um, some in a disparaging way, some saying that similar to what you said, that it's Breath of the Wild, but more fun because it takes I'm pretty a sure that of... is my take and my take alone. <laughs> well, John Munch, friend of the show, uh, in the Discord, uh, was wondering, how did Ubisoft not get sued um, when in reference to this game? Like, why did Nintendo not sue the bejesus out of Ubisoft for this game? Um, well, I mean, <laughs> I know that you have strong feelings about this, but I think it is an interesting question. It's not like uh, a copyrighted work of art where mm-hmm. Ubisoft took Breath of the Wild and remade exactly Breath of the Wild. Yes. Yeah. You mentioned the things that I picked as similar, like it's the stamina system, yep. it's the climbing, it's certainly the art style was inspired by it, um, but it's not it's not a one-for-one copy of a piece of art. It's a similar style game with its own uh, artistic value. Yeah. No, a thousand percent. Uh, funny side note. So every now and again when you're in the game and you're fighting, you're going through the world, you'll bump into these like uh, demigod soldiers that are fighting different things. Uh, and I remember killing whatever the beasts were that were around there. There was one demigod soldier left, um, and he commented to me, he's like, my weapons keep breaking. Am I doing this wrong? And I was like, that has to be a direct reference to Breath of the Wild. Like, it cannot not be that, which I thought was hilarious because, um, as people well know, that's like one of the things I really disliked about Breath of the Wild. Um, I don't know. It's... Like I said, I think it takes a lot more from Assassin's Creed. And you, you didn't see, I guess, Ubisoft um, suing Nintendo for the use of towers in an open world mechanic. Um, seeing as how this is like Breath of the Wild was one of the first games that utilized that within the Zelda universe. Uh, because game mechanics aren't something that you can part and parcel, like say that it's yours specifically. Uh, and I think... It's interesting because when games are very good or very well respected or or impact the industry like Breath of the Wild did, uh, so many games after that, even though they're maybe using, um, they're they're using like design mechanisms that existed long before that, always get compared to that. Um, it, it's it made me laugh so much whenever people would say Elden Ring has a lot of Breath of the Wild inspired things to it, and it's just like. Just because it's an open world game that has a map that you have to put like documentation on it in order for which you... I hate, by the way, it just drives me crazy. <laughs> and, and so, but it's like just because it does that one thing does not make it like Breath of the Wild because it is otherwise, as far as I know, nothing like Breath of the Wild. It's a lot more like other FromSoft games, and and so I I don't know. I think it's I think it's ridiculous and. Oh I, yeah, fire right up much right here. I think it's I think it's, it's easy. It's a stupid question. You're a big dumb idiot, John. That's what Burns wrote down in the show notes. I, I, actually, I didn't write anything down in the show notes about this, but it, it's one of those things where it, it's I think it's easy to say that. Um, and granted, I've only played like ten-ish hours of Breath of the Wild, and you're probably about the same time, maybe 10, 20 hours. Um, but it, it's been so long since I've played it that it's hard for me to draw a lot of corollaries to that. I think the combat happens in a much faster pace than it does in Breath of the Wild. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Let me oversimplify this. Did you enjoy your time with Breath of the Wild? 
<laughs> no, I didn't. Did you enjoy your time with Immortals, Phoenix Rising? Yes, I did quite a bit. There you go. Breath of the Wild, but fun. <laughs> Casey, I assume that you've watched your children. I assume you've watched your children play a fair amount of Breath of the Wild. I have, yeah. So, yep, Gavin has uh, played it. Chase played it, but didn't like it. Um, so, what do you think of my assessment of this being Breath of the Wild, but fun? I mean, Gavin enjoyed both games, and he's he beat Breath of the Wild. Um, he has not yet beat Immortals Phoenix Rising. Uh, I think he's just stuck on a, a couple puzzles, mm-hmm. uh, mainly. But um, he he enjoys both games, so... I guess Gavin would say that, that you're wrong because he th- he found the fun in both of them, and he's probably too young to realize the if there are similarities in both of them. Uh, me just watching him play both of them, it's too hard for me to draw too many parallels uh, other than it being an open world, the combat being somewhat similar, and you're kind of solving puzzles in shrines, and here you're solving puzzles in vaults. I mean, so mm-hmm. there are some similarities mm-hmm. in that aspect, but for me, um, you know, having never played Breath of the Wild, I can't really comment on, on the similarities. Well, one last much. point just on this topic uh, before we move on to actually just talking about this game. Um, I think there are much more blatant, uh, in, in video games, much more blatant ripoffs of entire games or entire mechanics. Um, most notably is Fortnite. Basically, it was a game that was completely different. It was like a cooperative, like survivalish kind of game where you're building up a area to try to, and then attacking hordes of things coming at you. Um, and then it became, it took everything straight from PUBG and basically made it a battle royale, and it became much more popular than PUBG is anymore. And uh, it, it it basically took a lot of those pieces from that the other battle royale games and merged it into that game. So that would be the biggest most blatant like we've taken everything this game has and made it our own and i'd i'd disagree on the grounds that fortnite still had its own elements it still had like the building that made it unique like PUBG. i haven't played PUBG. i played one game of fortnite in my life uh but isn't fortnite like didn't expand on the formula like PUBG was just the battlegrounds like you're all dropped in you all shoot each other there was yep. no resource gathering or building it will so Technically, I guess you could say that, but really that's the only piece they kept from the original Fortnite game that you can't play anymore and then merged that into everything else. So that was the little wrinkle that they added to it was the building uh, mechanic, which when you hear a lot of people about it talk on the internet, there was a while ago where they did it where they had a mode where you didn't play with building. Like it was just left out of the game and people loved that and people played that a lot more. Um, And so, I don't know, but that, that was probably a much better example of a developer taking like a lot of what other people did and putting it into their game formula and making a much more popular game so to summarize john the reason they're not getting sued for copyright is because you can't copyright specific mechanics from games yeah i mean it's just the history of games alone you know it's metroidvania how many side scrolling oh, yeah. platformers are are built off that and like you said first person shooters it's like there's so many different similarities mm-hmm. you know it has developer been... tweaks and things and like add yeah. different things like it's just yeah well and that's how things evolve right exactly you know what hasbro should have copyrighted the board <laughs> the board dice yes cards an action game is only as fun as its combat system. Phoenix has a sword, axe, bow, and godlike powers at his or her disposal. 
Did we enjoy the combat system? Casey, I assume you fired exactly zero arrows. Am I right? <laughs> wrong, Tom. You are wrong. Is it because there was no, like, melee punch button? Uh, no. I, I mean, this game forces you to use arrows, but you, you are right in the sense that I, I, I did shoot a lot of arrows. However, shooting arrows was my least favorite thing to use during combat. Uh, shockingly, I loved using the hammer smash god power. That was, that was my favorite. <laughs> no. Yeah. And, uh, you know, after that, um, you know, using the axe as was my other favorite thing to do. So no, no big surprise there either. Um, yeah, I thought the combat system overall was, was fantastic. Uh, using the combos, learning how to time different parries on different monsters that you encounter throughout the world, each one being different. Um, it was just really enjoyable. You know, Burns, I'll turn to you with this. The combat system, I had a lot of fun with it. Did you find it limiting at all, only having your sword, your axe, your arrows, and not having more flexibility to create different loadouts with different, like, weapon types? Or were you satisfied with what the toolkit that Phoenix had at her disposal? I'm going to refer to Phoenix as a her because I played female Phoenix. Yeah, I think that's, I think, what's on the cover art. And so I think that's, I think that's ultimately probably what it was supposed to be. But then Ubisoft still likes to give the option um, I played as a female as well because I don't know, it just seemed to make sense with the story. Um, but anyway, I, I, I didn't have any problems with it. Uh, granted, like it's not going to give you like fighting game combos. Like it's really like if you hit it like three times to four times to five times, depending on how much you level things up, um, you do a combo with the weapon that you're using. Uh, I think they do give you not with different types of weapons to give you loadouts, but with your different different types of the same weapon. So you have different swords, you have different axes, you have different uh, helmets and armors that you can equip. And all of that gives you bonuses to certain types of attacks. So that allows you to create different loadouts for different uh, reasons. For example, you can have a sword that does more damage if an enemy is unhurt, or a different sword that does more damage if it's a jumping attack. So each item in the game, uh, whatever archetype it's in, they all have one specific skill and a second one that you can unlock if you upgrade all of that mm-hmm. archetype to level four. Yeah, and, and, and another example would be uh, I had armor that gave me extra chunks of my stamina meter, basically. And so... I ended up making a loadout that had all these things that gave me extra boost to stamina or allowed me to regenerate stamina faster. Um, Now, granted, that was basically what I ended up using all the time because I didn't feel the need to switch out to some of the other things except for in a couple of, like, key fights where I needed more damage uh, in different ways or needed to regenerate certain things in different ways. Um, But I think it gives you a lot of those options with that as well as then... Uh, one of the god powers that you get, which is Phosphor, which is a hawk eagle type thing. It's that, a phoenix, dude. Oh, well, that could be a phoenix, too. No, it was definitely a phoenix. Like, it lights itself on fire and then raises from the ashes. No, but its name is Phosphor, and it loves that nickname. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> but you could, you could give that different abilities, too. Um, and, and I think that was pretty cool if you found, basically by killing legendary creatures out in the wild... You would end up. I shouldn't use the word wild because then people are like, oh, breath of the wild. As long as you don't take a breath while you do it. <gasps> Out in the wild, uh, <laughs> basically, 
you get then different things that it can do. So the one that I used a lot was uh, that it added, it increased the stun meter every time it hit. And you'd do that god, god power and it would hit, it three, hit a, the enemy three times and basically build the, the stun meter. And once you got stunned, then the creature would fall to the ground and you could just smack it with reckless abandon, hit it with a bunch of combos until it jumped, it stood back up. I'm going to go completely off the rails here for just a minute. I got 14 hours into this game. Did you guys find yourselves overleveled at all for the areas where you were? At 14 hours, I had level 4 axes, and I had phosphor leveled up a little bit, but I was just mowing through like everything I encountered. The Hydra used a couple of potions. The first Wraith taxed me for almost all my potions, but generally speaking, once I got axed to level 4, I was crushing well, in our discussions on how you guys played this game versus how I played this game, <laughs> no. Because um, wh- what I did was I stuck to the main storyline basically from the get-go, and I did not explore. And you guys basically just attacked dungeons and explored the map and went right for all the ambrosia and everything else that was out in the world. So for me, I got to a point in the story where I like had to take a minute and actually go back and do everything so I could level up my character to get to a point where the battles were easy. So I can see where you are saying what you said. And I think that's something where, you know, depending on what you want to do and depending on how you want to attack this game, you could make it really easy for you in the beginning. Um, Going back to some different areas, like when I went back to that starting (laughs) area, killing everything in that area was super easy then for me at that point where it was maybe a struggle for you guys in the beginning because that was your first one. My, but now it's, yeah, like I could see where, <laughs> from what you guys told me, the way that you did that, I, I could see where you're saying that for sure because, yeah, like it was it was a little bit more of a struggle for me how I, how I started to play this game. And my biggest struggle was when I first got to the Hall of Gods, like I didn't have much stamina, I didn't have much health, and like uh, are the Minotaurs with those big horns, those big bull dudes, mm-hmm. I really struggled with them. Mm-hmm. They were very, very taxing for me out of the gate. So I focused on getting Ambrosia and clearing the vaults of Tartaros then so that I would have, be better equipped for those. And I guess maybe I went a little overboard? Possibly. I, so, I mean, there's certain enemies. So the enemies in the world will have a health bar above them, like in a lot of games. Um, but then what it'll do is it'll put like these wings along the side of it that help to show like the gradation or level of them. And so if they have silver wings on, on the top, then it's like a next level up. And they also have like a color. So like they, it kind of follows, I think, the rarity system for the weapons too. So there'll be like a blue color or a purple color. Purple color means they're a little bit higher. A lot of them that I saw had like these gold wings above the um, along the health bar. Um, those were like legit hard and those I bumped into in like the center. I had to go in there for one quest or something uh, that I got to that I had to go like deep into that and it was a, like I started trying to fight some of them I was just like, okay, I'm just running. I'm running going yep. to get this thing and I'm coming back because <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't take them yet. Yep. in the starting area where I was at where the things mostly have silver wings, um, basically anything but the big things are like a cakewalk. Um, Cyclopses are still a little bit of trouble, but not like super problematic. Um, Minotaurs, depending upon what other enemies you're dealing with at the same time, are still a little bit of a pain, but not terrible. Now I'm playing it on hard also. So I think... Of course you are. So that changes it a little bit. Um, But for the most part, a lot of the combat isn't too too rough. 
I didn't notice the wings at all. I basically operated on a sea monster fight monster <laughs> principle. Like if I saw them, if they were in my vicinity, it's like, oh, I'm going to go fight these monsters. But a fun anecdote, eventually the monsters will start changing colors. And like the first time I saw a blue bear, I'm like, oh, cool. Is that like a bear I can tame and like ride this bear around? So I just walk up to the bear. It's like, nope. Bear starts smacking me in the face. So that was before I had upgraded my axe and mm-hmm. got my butt kicked in that fight by two blue bears. It's like, oh, I guess I can't tame these guys. Swell. Yeah. And I was hoping, I was hoping that you'd be able to, so once you basically, when there's mobs of monsters in the, in the world, there'll be like a little crevice in the world and it's like red basically, which is uh Typhon's power sort of corrupting the things around there. Once you kill those things, then it like it, it, the light goes out and then sometimes those monsters will spawn there again. So like boars or bears will spawn there because they're fauna, um, but they'll just be normal. And I was hoping some of them would be like, I'd, I'd like crouch and I'd walk up to them seeing if I could like turn them into mountain. No, no, I could just stealth attack them. And it's just like, ah, oh, bummer. I wish, I wish, and maybe you do get some in other areas. Cause I haven't really explored much outside of Aphrodite's area, which is the bottom left quadrant. Um, I, I wish that you could tame and like tame as mounts like boars or bears or other creatures other than just horse slash stag slash unicorn types. Because I think that would make it more fun to be able to have like a boar that you're riding around on or a bear that you're riding around on. And maybe maybe if you get into some of the other areas, you can find things like that. But I've found six mounts so far, I think, and they're all just horse or horse types. Yep. Casey and I are content with our unicorns. I have a unicorn. It's fun. Yeah. The blue one? I have a purple one. Is it the one that gives you three stamina bars? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Yep. Weak. (laughs) (laughs) The action is broken up by searching for upgrade materials like ambrosia and plants for potion crafting. Do we enjoy seeking out these resources or would we have preferred a straight up vendor system? I mean, as somebody who religiously picks up like everything I see or that's like somewhere around me in games like this... Uh, I liked that everything had a purpose and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't just, like, oh, hey, find these shoes along this uh, telephone pole, or telephone wire and, uh, you know, you get some <laughs> random stupid anecdote. Uh, I'm sorry. That was a shot. I apologize. That game was awesome. <laughs> Sunset Overdrive was the bomb. Check out that episode of Outside as overrated Game Pass Forever from, I don't know, this spring sometime, April? Yeah, May? it was earlier this year. Yeah. It was, it was like the dud of the year that we played. <laughs> no, no, the dud of the year was the broken, janky-ass tech demo, Marvel Avengers. Hey, I can't help it your system broke on you. Mine was fine. Just delete your save file, Tom. Yeah. It's not that... It, it's it's that easy. It's that easy. They closed that ticket. It, it's solved. Hey, just do this. Yeah. Do this, bro. <laughs> um, however, there were a couple of times um, where I would be... There's a, There's a few areas in the map, at least in the first area... Where, like, I ran out of potions and pomegranates, and so, which is the crafting item that you make potions out of, but you can also use them to gain back some, like, smaller chunks of your health. Uh, But there's a couple of times where I ended up somewhere where there really weren't any of those around, and, like, that started to make things much more of a tedious grind. And it's like, I'm in the middle of this thing. I want to try to finish these, like, two things that are here instead of running over to where I saw this grove, like, you know a thousand feet over that way where I could get some more pomegranates. So that, that, that frustrated me a couple of times. Random anecdote. How much time did you guys spend shooting pomegranates out of trees? 
You can just hit the trees and the pomegranates fall to the ground. I did, yep, until I realized that you could use your axe on the trees and they would all fall down. I did that way too much. Yeah, no, I was just standing there and, like, lining up each shot with the bow and arrow. Yep. And like, hoping they fall together, like, close enough that my gather would wow. catch them all at once. Yeah. yeah. Or you uh, just do what I did and pay some coin to get the, like, auto-gather ability and get on your mount and just ride around the trees and it just... It wouldn't always grab the pomegranates for me. Sometimes they were up too high for yeah, my mount. Like, I, I, I literally tried there's jumping. A, there's an auto-gather? Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the pay. things you can upgrade with the coins of... Uh, I don't know Was how to it pronounce on it. the godly powers area or just the normal powers? The normal powers. Oh, I did not see that one there Yeah, at it's all. in the bottom row, like bottom right. Bottom that was gotcha. the first thing I bought. I and missed that. was the first okay. thing I bought, too. Mount will automatically pick them up when you run over. Knock them all yeah. down and just... Triangle, 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 triangle. <laughs> just spam triangle. And it, usually, and it would usually pick them up. It's like... It, it's not like some games where you have to like stare at the freaking thing and find the little spot that allows you to pick it up. Like it's a lot. There's a decent range to it in this one, at least. Casey, but. do you have difficulty finding the little spot? <laughs> I have three children, uh, so I found it at least three times. I think. Yeah, I find. Although you probably don't really need to hit that spot to have the kid. But, I was gonna say you can you just know, pray and spray, you, right? You just, yeah. <laughs> Um, I did, however, <laughs> jumping back on topic, I did, however, really enjoy, um, I got really good at climbing like really tall cliffs and then just holding down the right, uh, D pad to just eat mushrooms constantly as I'm climbing so that I never run out of stamina. I just um, drank a potion as I was climbing. I mean, I did that some too, but then sometimes it was just like, well, I don't want to waste a potion. And so, or before I could make potions, like I would do that early on. It's like, I had like 50 mushrooms at one point. And so I'm just climbing and it's getting like down to like two chunks left. And so I just hold it in as I'm climbing upwards and chunk, chunk, chunk. I did the same thing. Yeah. It's awesome. I forgot about your sickness burns. Yeah. Yeah. I, the highest I got up to was 115 mushrooms at one point. And then I hit the spot where I didn't have a lot of stuff around me and I was doing a lot of different things. And I went into one, like, so each uh, of the vaults that you go into, they're called vaults, right? Yep. Each of the vaults you go into will have one, two, or three skulls on them. And there was one that I went into that was three skulls and it was a traversal. Um, it was a traversal one. And it told me after I started trying to do it at one point that I didn't have enough stamina chunks unlocked to be able to successfully do it. I still spent like an hour and a half Why? Like running through. I got to the third one and I almost completed it without it because it became a challenge at that point. It's similar to when I played God of War and I found the Valkyries at first. It's just like, I'm going to beat these bitches. I don't care. I'm going to take these. <laughs> I'm going to take these down. They're hard as heck. So I would sit there and bash my head against them until I could either beat them or rage out and need to need to run away. Yin and yang right here. Because like, <laughs> I fought the Valkyries. I'm like, this is beyond my skill level. I'm just going to move on with my life. Yep. Yeah. My thumb, though, at the end of trying to do those traversal things definitely hurt a lot from just like like wrenching on the thing that because it's basically you're just sprinting and jumping and sprinting and jumping and then having to like drink potions as you're doing it. So you don't run out of stamina. It was crazy. So this is Xbox forever, but I know you guys put on PlayStation, right? Did the PlayStation version have uh, Ubisoft Connect? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So did you guys like use the points and stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I saw that I was accumulating them, but I didn't use them. What do you use them for? I used mine on potions. And I had like 
a ridiculous yeah. amount of potions. Like I never ran out of materials. I had a oh. hundred plus of yeah. everything, like I mean, all game long. So I just went and made more potions when I needed some more. There's yeah, some free I, packs that you could get that give you a bunch of materials to make a bunch of potions, um, as well as like a couple of like skins for some weapons and phosphor. There was a skin for phosphor, yeah. but then there's also challenges that you can complete in there, and that would pop up, I'm sure, every now and again for you. You go in there and grab those, and it'll give you, like, some of them will give you a couple of Ambrosia, a couple of Zeus lightning bolts. I want bolts. that Ambrosia. I want those lightning yeah, bolts. That yeah. was nice. Go it to Ubisoft Connect. And, yeah. Because it, it helps a lot. I bet I, bet I have so One much Ubisoft stuff just, like, stored there. Because, like, I see that pop up. Like, I play Far Cry. I play yeah. Wildlands. Like, I play a lot of Ubisoft games. I love Ubisoft. Yeah. And, like, I just see that pop up. I'm like, no. <laughs> You should go there, yeah, because it helps. Yeah, uh, what were we talking about? Where are we? Oh, uh, we're talking about we're talking about resources and, and I all think that Casey's sort of stuff. At yeah, now. Um, yeah. I, no, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was great. <laughs> Gathering resources. Gathering <laughs> resources. <laughs> when I when you actually have to, otherwise you just go to Ubisoft Connect and I give you a whole bunch of free stuff. Uh, but <laughs> I will not. For, you cannot for, tell me what to do. <laughs> for, for, for the most part, yeah, it was it was it was great and. Uh, it was could could be a little tedious at times, but once I uh, used the coins to unlock the auto scavenge ability, it made it a lot less work and wasn't quite as bad. You thought it was tedious. You were shooting pomegranates out of the trees, dude. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I can't even imagine. Um, and I know we kind of talked about this uh, as we were playing through too, but I really liked the far sight ability in this game, being able to actually go to a vantage point, scout an area for a while, uh, see what was going. You know, in that area or you know, across multiple different areas, and then I was able to actually like develop a plan for for how I wanted to do that and how I wanted to explore it and make the process of gathering ambrosia and some of the other stuff a lot less tedious. Mm-hmm. And let me pivot to Burns here. Do you think that Casey feels that way because he's never played another video game before? It could be. It could be. <laughs> um, very much so. I didn't. I didn't like Farsight. I thought it was just uh, Burns. You described it as playing Where's Waldo to find the different points of interest on the map. I would have yeah. much preferred you just climb the tower and it just illuminates them well, all Far Cry style. And again, you guys play, like did your obviously the controllers have your haptic vibrations. Yeah. So like it actually vibrated for you right when you got into the spots. Yes, but. But it, it'll vibrate for you, and it'll vibrate a little bit harder once you get to a certain point. Yeah. But some of them, you'd have to sit there and, like, inch by inch. And there'd be multiple times, multiple times where you'd move it, but you'd move it too fast. And it'd pop up to hit the button, and then it'd go past the spot. And you try to go back to the spot, and you can't find it, and you're sitting there. Today was the dumbest example of this. Like, it's Farsight, right? I, like, just popped it up randomly when I was standing facing a stone wall and I'm finding nodes in the stone wall and I'm literally just like looking for spots until I feel the vibration in a stone wall and then I'm picking things out that are thousands of feet away that I'm finding with it and it's just like it's just if it was a little bit more refined or it told you once you got to a point like gave a little bit more of an illumination in the direction you need to move it in it wouldn't have felt quite as infuriating but I'm just sitting there and like on half of the like little spots that you need to find, you just like have to just like just begrudgingly try to find it until you could get the right spot. It was annoying. The only time I enjoyed the mechanic was when I discovered like a new area, like uh, one instance that comes to mind. I come out of the Hydra Cave and there's a little island that I hadn't noticed before. It's down there. I'm like, oh, is that worth my time to go down? And so I do Farsight and I'm like, oh, there's a constellation. That's like 10 coins of Sharon right there. I am definitely mm-hmm. going there that is the only time i enjoyed the mechanic the game forces you to do it at several points you have to climb towers of the gods and like scout out these huge regions and i didn't care for that 
Yeah, and I could see how you know you're frustrated with the overall mechanic and how it functioned. I'm just glad that there was a function oh, yeah. for it. I mean, if you had to explore the whole world without that sort of ability, without actually like knowing where things mm-hmm. were, my goodness, that would be... You would hate would Breath of the Wild do- with a burning, fiery passion. <laughs> well, I, I, I bet I would, yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I will also say, I do like that it allows you to just... Because I do kind of get a little overwhelmed when everything's just there at one, at one spot. So I can sort of focus in one direction and find things, right? And then just go in that direction instead of having like everything just like drop like it like was created that instant after you find the tower onto the map. Um, so I do kind of like that. And every now and again, you find something that you didn't find with Farsight. And that's kind of cool, too. So I think it's like a best of both worlds type of thing. If it functioned a little bit better and wasn't as infuriating to use, I, I wouldn't have minded it nearly as much. And I prefer the drop everything on the map once it's discovered because it allows me to be the most efficient with my movement. Like if I can see everything, like I can instantly plan like my most efficient route to whatever I want to do next. There's still some things that you want to find, like the clusters that won't show up on the map either. Clusters? So there'll be crystal clusters that you'll find in different spots, like either of the yellow crystals, the red crystals, or the blue crystals, or the purple crystals, which are all used for upgrading your level of the different either weapons or armors. Um, and those, those won't pop up on there at all. And so you still need to do some explore exploration or, or looking around and you'll be able to see those when you're doing farsight, if you're on like something tall and not staring at a stone wall. Um, so, so I think there is still benefit to doing some exploration and looking around and, and, and wandering into areas. Um, I really like building up my health and my stamina, and I just got caught in the just one more thing loop yep. so often. Oh, yeah. It's like, all right, here I go to get this ambrosia. I'm like, oh, well, I'm close to this guarded chest. All right, I'll fight those monsters. All right, yep. there's a vault pretty close. And I just, every time I play this game, it's like, just one more thing, just one more thing. I'll just go get one more ambrosia real quick. I'm so close to the upgrade. One thing, so they have like the nighttime chests. Do you guys get any of those at all? No. So there's night chests that come out that are only they only pop up at night and they're usually guarded by harder enemies. Do you have to pay the troll toll? You don't have to play. You just got to kill harder enemies to get it, and it's it's only available at night. And it's just crazy because the day night cycle for this game is like 22 hours of daylight and two hours of nighttime. It's it's bonkers. Like I remember one time I had found that there was one kind of in the direction I was, and it actually turned into night. And it's just like, oh wow, it's night. I went and did it, and then it was like. I, like, knew that there was another one a little bit of ways away, and I had, like, two things I wanted to do in that region. And it's, like, next thing I know, it's daylight. It's just like, oh, okay. Now, granted, you can, like, hold down the on PlayStation options button. It's one of the menu buttons on um, Xbox, I'm sure. Uh, and that will, like, transition it to night so that you could just be at night as opposed to the day. And I think it lasts a little bit longer if you do that. Um but yeah, that's another interesting little mechanic. So something that's not always on the map, only there every now and again, which I think is fun. And also like the legendary beasts you can't find on the map. You can only find them by blindly stumbling upon them and being like, oh, shit, these things are too hard. Not true. Uh, after you unlock Aphrodite, she gives you a quest to track them down and then she marks them. All of them? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Four of them. Oh, four of them. There's also the legendary monsters. I assume maybe oh, gotcha. Athena will uh, mark those for so, you after you complete hers. Crazy thing that happened there was, uh, so I finished, that was the last thing I did was I finished the last quest of Aphrodite. Um, and then she's like, oh, go find these four legendary beasts. And she's like, oh, you have everything already. Because <laughs> yep, so, I already killed them. <laughs> yeah, if you hadn't, she would have marked them for you yeah, at that point. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. 
She had to mark the bear. You spent a fair amount of time solving puzzles and vaults of Tartaros. Casey, did your big brain enjoy these activities, or did you roam the land looking for more foes to punch? No, the puzzles were some of my favorite things to do in this game. Uh, figuring out each vault was really fun. Jumping um, onto some of the platforms in the vault could be mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. But uh, overall, uh, it was a really enjoyable experience. Uh, I really also liked uh, some of the other puzzle aspects during the game, uh, like the slide puzzles uh, that were needed in certain areas to complete, uh, I think, for different yeah. legendary chests or different chests. You'd get uh, you'd like pull coins of Sharon out of a portal. I yep. didn't realize that I could solve those for the longest time because I stumbled across uh, one, and like one of the things was red. I'm like, yeah. oh, I must need a god power or something. I didn't realize <laughs> that I had to find the stupid hidden switch to drop a rock on so that thing yep. would unlock, and so I just ignored those for most of my playthrough until like last night. And there's different like puzzles to unlock those, so like... I think one of them you had to like, there was like two cabbages on pedestals and you had to find two more cabbages and put them on the other pedestals. The first yep. time you had to find a freaking cabbage to get into a vault. I'm like, what the <laughs> frick is this game doing to me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I brought, I brought a unripened cat or a oh, yeah. overripened yep. cabbage instead of yeah, a, a ripe cabbage. And no, it was definitely not the right cabbage. <laughs> yep, so exactly. I'm like, what, what, what did I do wrong? Oh, they're green. I need a green cabbage. <laughs> So, living I mean, the ultimate what, power fantasy of toting cabbages around exactly. with godly lifting, or, or blue balls, you know, but, finding blue balls and putting them into slots. Yes, those blue balls were super valuable, though. They, like they were ten coins a pop, and they get you your wings. I oh, had right. one time though where I dropped it down like a cliff face. It was such a pain to try to carry that thing back up. Luckily, it didn't fall all the way down because um, it was. This was at like the Aphrodite area. And there's like this like waterfall that goes down and then over and then down. Um, it almost it was like this close to falling down that other one too. I don't know how I would have gotten it all the way up. I would have just waited until it reset. I assume that it will at some point. It, like yeah, other everything resets up. after a certain time frame. There's a mechanism to to kick it off too. If that it it tells you in some of the hints every now and again. Yeah, overall I really enjoyed it. And like you said, you kind of stumble across <laughs> different areas as, as you're exploring, and. Uh, trying to figure out how to get inside you know different caves different areas mm-hmm. where there's just different like you said there, there's putting cabbages on pedestals smashing rocks through a wall or you know just there's so many different things that they do in this game i've got uh, a real funny that, joke that... <laughs> we're spending so much time debating how to penetrate the caves in this game penetrate caves <laughs> spelunking <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, did you get to, did you find any of the, uh, I can't, I can't, I don't know why I keep forgetting the name. What are they called? Tomb, not tombs. Nah, what are they called? The pits. The vaults? Vaults. There you go. I don't, I keep forgetting the word. I don't know why. Um, so the vaults, did you find any of them that had like the laser puzzles in them too? Or like lasers that you had to jump over or through or no, around. I didn't see any I don't lasers. Think so. Oh was my! The legendary vault or the three tier vault. That one wasn't like three. There. I think that one was only two. But that one was a pain in the dick. That's for sure. That was who because and then you know the deeper you get in, the more you're like making them move, and then you have to like go all the way back through to like yeah. That one was rough. Wow. Um, and then there was one of those um, frescoes is what they're called, where you do the slide puzzles. There was one of those that had lasers on it, too. It's like, what in the heck are you doing to me, game? And it was <laughs> I wouldn't like, have enjoyed the laser one. There was an awful lot of trial and error for me with those. Yeah, I uh, I died once to it and like used too many potions. I was just like, yeah, this isn't worth it. <laughs> so so I, uh, yeah, I, I left that one for the time being. Interesting. 
Birds. And that one was like the first step I took into the Athena area. And so it was just like, oh, okay, well, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this place. I'm never coming back and then, here. right as I said, okay, I'm going to be done with this, then the Wraith showed up. I was just like, I'm not ready for this. And I ran and I jumped off the cliff and flew back to Aphrodite's area where I was safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Wraith ate axe. That Wraith ate axe hard. Atalanta? Yeah. 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 I, I, I just didn't want to deal with it at that point. Next time I log in, that Wraith is going down. Yeah. You mentioned the vaults. Again, we have to make the comparison to Breath of the Wild because Breath of the Wild is known for the shrines, mm-hmm. which also gave you stamina upgrades. For me, I enjoyed these the vaults much more than the shrines of Breath of the Wild, maybe because I played more. I don't know, but they usually had a chest inside, and if you completed a number of them, you got the stamina upgrade. And I just, I love the vaults. They were such a fun, bite-sized piece of content. Occasionally, there'd be, like, big story things in the vaults, too. Like, mm-hmm. uh, each god at the end of their story arc has a god vault, and yep. Athena's vault was really interesting. You fight the Hydra inside another vault for Athena, and that was a highlight mm-hmm. of the game for me. Yeah, I didn't, I... I have pretty much 100%ed Aphrodite's area of the island, but I haven't ventured too much into the other areas yet. Um, I went to the center for like the, f- I think it was the Phosphor Quest you had to go into the yep, center for. Yeah, you to or something for um, And I wandered into Athena's area a little bit, but I haven't cleared off either of those because I, like knowing myself, it's like if I clear off one of these, then it's going to be like, I want to try to like finish what I want to do in this one area first. Um, and so, like I said, today I just finished that final, like I let the, the Aphrodite quest hang for ages as I just like went around and did all sorts of other random crap. Well, you were um, at 20 hours, 25 hours, 20 before playing today, right? Yeah. Yeah. I hit 25 hours today. I was at 23 hours coming into today. Um, cause yeah, I don't know. It's you a sickness. A sickness it's a sickness. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta do the things get down with a sickness this game <laughs> clearly tried to imitate the enjoyable traversal system from games like Breath of the Wild and Genshin Impact Burns did you like climbing things or did you fast travel at every opportunity um, I mean I I really enjoyed the I, I really enjoyed all the traversal mechanics in the game um, I did fast travel from time to time when it was like, oh, okay, I finished this leg of the quest. I have to go all the way back across the map. Or it's like, oh, okay, I have all these like leveling things. I need to go back to the Hall of the Gods so I can level up a bunch of the stuff. Um, but uh, otherwise, I it was it was fun to just glide around from place to place. Be like, okay, I kind of cleared out this area, all the things I wanted to do here. Um, go to a high point, see where else it was that I wanted to go, and then just glide there. Like now that I have. 12 stamina chunks um, you can glide for a long time without having to start chowing on mushrooms and so there'd be times where I'd just like go to as high a point as I could and just, just glide for a while you did a lot of vaults dude yeah no kidding well I also got a, a good chunk of Zeus things from the Ubisoft Connect so that helped a little bit but I did do quite a few vaults let, I, let me see here I, I am going to log into Ubisoft Connect and get all of those <laughs> and I'm going to get my health and stamina upgrades and I'm going to say yeah. so yeah. far I've only got two bolts of lightning from Ubisoft Connect so you must I'm not sure what the requirements are for getting those like I'm sure just different challenges and as you play uh, they, they come up but Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, but those, those maybe those... I only got a couple. I it could have only been a couple, but I have twenty five uh, Zeus bolts, forty three Ambrosia, and I've gotten one hundred and twenty uh, coins of Charon. Wow! So I'm at twelve stamina chunks, and I'm at nine health chunks right now. We call it a sickness that you have, Burns, but maybe Casey and I are just idiots. 
I just, it's, well, for me, like I said, I jumped right into the storyline right away, and I didn't explore. The other day when I played, like two days ago, I went back to the main area, and that's all I did. So for three hours, uh-huh. all I did was finding Ambrosia, doing the vaults, doing everything that I missed in the very beginning. And in that amount of time, I got like 16 coins of Charon. I ended mm-hmm. up with, I don't know, six Ambrosia. I ended up doing, like, I think four vaults, and then I got the two Ubisoft things, so I had enough to do to upgrade my stamina so it, it doesn't take a whole yeah. lot and yeah. that and that's you know going back to the question for me i fast traveled a lot so what <laughs> i would do is i would you know stand in the hall of the gods and i would kind of um scout an area mm-hmm. you know if i hadn't scouted already so i would like look for an area that i wanted to go and i would glide as far as i possibly could or i would fast travel to something that was close to that and when i hit the ground i would hop on my mount and i would just zip all the way there as quickly as I could, and then once I got there, then I would yeah do do what my plan was. I would fast travel usually usually mm-hmm. back to the Hall of the Gods, upgrade and rinse and repeat. That was that was my plan of attack mostly in this game. And I summarize this game as ABC: always be climbing, yo. <laughs> <laughs> this did, game. Did you guys? So one thing. So my armor was giving me two of those stamina chunks, so really it's, I only have ten stamina chunks, but then two more from the armor I had on. But um, Did you did, get your armor to level four then? Yeah. Nice. Or, no, the my- armor's level three, but like, so once you level it up to level three, the base stat goes up. So like, it, the base stat will stay the same on some of them, and then once you level it up to level three, the first one will increase, and then the fourth one unlocks the bottom oh, ability cool. also. I, I did not realize that top ability increased. Yeah, because if you if you just compare it when you're um, when you're in there to level it up, it, it'll show you this is what it currently is, this is what it's going to be. Um, and I noticed that I was just like, oh, okay, it's worth it to bump this up to to level three now. I should pay more attention when I play games. Yeah, it just <laughs> takes a little bit of time like, or right, twenty five hours. X, 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 X. <laughs> <laughs> All my stuff spent. Let's go. Now, did you guys, when you were gliding, uh, it, to conserve uh, your stamina, would you stop gliding for a while, free fall for a little bit to gain a little bit back, and then glide some more? I did. No. Do, I did that from time to time. That was yeah, fun too. I, yeah, I could see that. I, I, like I, whenever I would stop gliding, I, if I did it on accident. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, no but again. Butt mashing until yeah. I get that glide again. Well, I never really did it on purpose. <laughs> I would glide until I had about one bar left, and then it's dive. Mm-hmm. Just like, wherever I am is where my mount picks me up. So. <laughs> you got to be careful of that fall damage, though. Yeah, I'd usually have enough to dive directly down to earth <laughs> the game is narrated by zeus and prometheus did the story grab you did you enjoy the humor casey yeah I, i've always enjoyed greek mythology um, i know nothing about it i constantly feel like an idiot of the world it's all greek to me tom says did you have uh mr cook in high school mr cook yes and he didn't sleep with any students so we had him the whole time correct <laughs> that's we we had a whole i that's honestly all i remember from his class is greek mythology um, but anywho, so yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> so one, one teacher that, uh, taught Greek mythology in high school and I remember, and I remember that, but yeah, I've always, always enjoyed it. And, uh, so the story for me in this was, was great. I, I enjoyed the back and forth between Zeus and Prometheus. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they the, were really the fun playing off each other. I yeah, thought yeah. it was really funny. It, yeah. It was very, very comical at, at times for sure. 
Yeah, I think they were they used just the right amount of narration. I think um, because when it would always pop up, I'd be interested, and it would it didn't at least as far as I made it overstay its welcome. Uh, and it was it was always it was just always interesting the things that they said. Uh, like one of the ones today was uh, uh, when you're in Aphrodite's vault, and then like Zeus is kind of realizing like the things he did to her. And then he turns it around on himself to be like, oh, well, I do these things because I'm not loved enough or blah, 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 blah. No one and ever takes care of me. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then he says, Prometheus says, I'd hug you, but I'm attached by a chain. <laughs> it just made me laugh. And, and then, like, once you unlock Aphrodite back at the Hall of the Gods, like, her banter with Hermes is really funny at times too. And just, they just do a really good job of, of creating these lighthearted versions of these characters that still have like a bit of complexity to them, which makes it super interesting. And I think, I think that's something that they did just a phenomenal job with this. And I'm thinking, you know, cause if you look at Assassin's Creed, it's a very serious like franchise. And so I'm guessing like them having the ability to kind of do a little bit more with narrative in a different way. Um, I think they really like sort of like just honed in on that and enjoyed that is what it is what it comes off as anyway. It was very goofy and fun. The tone is much closer to games like uh, Borderlands and mm-hmm. oh, there's another one that was right at the tip of my tongue, but just goofy, silly games only without like the crass humor. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's it's wholesome, right? Well, kind of. Well, there's some that's not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's a few, but it's, yeah, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, and it's, so the, I, I wouldn't say the sequel to the game, but the spiritual successor to this game, like they're working on right now. And it's supposed to be like Hawaiian Polynesian sort of mythology themed, um, which could be pretty interesting, um, having it be in there. And they said that the art style, the rumors have said that the art style is supposed to be a bit different. And so, I don't know, it'd be fun to see them do something with things that are a little bit less known. Um, for me, like a lot of the mythology stuff I know was either from like mythology. I don't know if I ever had it in high school, but I know I had to do some stuff with it in college and I had to teach some of it Hmm. at one point. Um, but then, also, like, God of War is where a lot of my, like, mythology background is from. So it's funny because you'll see, Boy. You'll, you'll see like, names come up, like, Calliope is there. And instantly I'm just like, Calliope! Because he just, like, screams <laughs> it. Um, you know, and so, I don't know. It's it's interesting to see everything in this light, which is a little bit different than those other 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 avenues that I've experienced it before. Sure. Well, Burns, you often struggle with open world games and games with just tons of things on your map. How was this overall experience for you? I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and, and I think I've gotten a little bit better with open world games um, to some extent. Like I, I really enjoyed like Horizon, uh, Zero Dawn and Forbidden West. Um, those didn't ever get like super overwhelming to me. And this last time that I played Witcher 3, I really got into it and was able to sort of get into that rhythm. I really do like games where you have, like, this little area you can create. And then it's just like, check, 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 check. You know, and, and maybe it's Final Fantasy fourteen helped me with that. Like, getting into that and having that be, like, you're in this zone and you're a little more focused on this, like, these couple things to do here. Maybe helped with that a little bit. Um, this is really random, but do you know what game scratches that itch the best for me? Like, best ever for me hmm. borderlands 2 
Really? Yeah, like you'd unlock these different areas and you have a bunch of quests in those areas and it's like, oh, well, I jump to this thing and then I do this thing and then I do this thing and it's like just a handful of things but it felt good to check them all off and it wasn't super crazy overwhelming. Interesting. Like that's, I mean, that's probably the Borderlands I've played the least because I've beaten Borderlands 1, I think, twice or gotten close to beating it twice. I've beaten it once for sure and I played through the majority or we at least a, the first two thirds of 3. We made a pretty good push on 3. Yeah, um, but I never made it back to 2. I played it at one point for a little bit and it just never grabbed me and I never made it back. But I, I mean, which is a shame, I know, because a lot of people say that's like some of the best story that they had. But uh, no, the open world in this in this game was fantastic. And I really do like, as I mentioned before, that they have the fog of war over the different parts of the island so then I can like keep that shrouded off. And then even though I really didn't like the Farsight stuff, the fact that I can use that to laser focus in on a couple of areas and then like look at other spots, uh, I think was beneficial for me as well. Um, so yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed the open world of this. I think, I think it's a very good, if not great open world game. Casey, first time you played a video game, dude. What do yeah. you think? No, I love loved my experience with this game. Uh, it's extremely addictive, as we talked about, like just trying to go from one thing to the next, one thing to the next, and then you know, in the two years I think that we've been doing this, this is the only game that I can remember thinking about. Well, I actually like wasn't playing a game away from the game, and I'm thinking about like, okay, what do I want to do next? What area of the map do I want to explore next? Do I want to go after Ambrosia? Do I want to do vaults? Mm-hmm. Do I want to do like it was kind of like just in the back of my mind, like I need one to get back to this game. And I yeah i just wanted to keep going and find the next checks vault whatever and see what i needed to do um and you know tom i know last month you called wolfenstein a masterpiece like for me like wolfenstein is great but this game for me was a masterpiece i loved everything about this game masterpiece that is strong praise i love this game i had just a ball with it and i wish i had a thousand hours that i could pour into it non-stop to find all the ambrosia and get all the stamina and be better equipped than burns but masterpiece is a strong word. Burns, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, I, I don't think it's a perfect game by any stretch of the imagination. But like I said, I think it is a great open world game. Um, <clears throat> for me, I would say that I prefer like Witcher 3 to this still. Um, because that's a little bit more focused. A little bit even more laser focused on the story. A little bit less of like the puzzles I think are fun. I do really enjoy all the puzzles and like everything's sort of a gradation or variation of these like 12 different puzzle types kind of merged together within this game, which I think is, is fun. And I, I enjoy puzzles um, in games and um, but I think I like just the moment to moment and like the complexity of the story a little bit more in Witcher three, which would maybe be why I would gravitate towards that for an open world game a little bit more. Um, but this game's fantastic. And I think people should give it a shot um, and give it a play, um, you know, and I know we haven't played as much Breath of the Wild. So if somebody if we would have played it a lot more or more recently, we would maybe see a lot more commonalities between the two of them to well, be able to to be able to weigh in on that a little bit more. But uh, I still think it's a phenomenal game. I'm glad you brought up Breath <laughs> of the Wild again. Uh, I'll say this. We, you and I didn't like Breath of the Wild. Yes. Like I you you said it was fine. I'm about in that same camp. Like many, many people regard this that yeah. as like the greatest game of all time. And yeah. I think uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising is just way more fun. Uh, mm-hmm. Coming back to the masterpiece question, I guess at 14 and a half hours, I'm not ready to declare it a masterpiece. What it would take to launch it into that space for me is something surprising with Phoenix. Because it seems like 
Typhon's the bad guy. Phoenix is the good guy. Phoenix is just amassing power to take over the bad guy. So unless there was like some surprising twist in there somewhere, I have a hard time seeing this getting over the masterpiece uh, like threshold for me. Um, the twist with Phoenix is that she marries the god of mischief and dick and fart jokes and insults. <laughs> And then he sticks two anchor babes in her so she can't get away. Exactly. <laughs> I wrote this down and this is just this is inflammatory for the sake of being inflammatory. Like I but honestly, I don't know why everyone seems to revere Breath of the Wild. I think that Immortals Phoenix Rising is superior in every way. Maybe the cooking mechanic in Breath of the Wild gives it a slight yeah. edge, but like this game is just so freaking fun and polished and like I was reading reviews that said it took everything from other games and didn't do it as well. I'm like, this is a beautiful stew of yeah. familiar elements. And I thought everything was just great. Get the out of here, cat. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, you know, and it's hard because of course the thing that comes after something is going to be able to iterate on it and do things better. Um, but I think you are right. It is more fun. Um, I don't know that Zelda all the time is trying to be fun. Um, no, but I mean, <laughs> what's it trying to be then? No, because you know some of the systems. Like, I mean, if you look at a From Software game, some From Software games are not always fun. That doesn't mean that they're less of a game, right? Um, I think they're very fun, for the record. They're very fun, but they're also very infuriating, frustrating. Some of those systems are not fun, right? Some of those systems are meant to just sock you in the gut and get you to eventually like getting punched in the gut. Um, and I think Breath of the Wild is built in a certain way to try to emulate an experience that they're wanting to create for you. Right. And it's like, I think the reason why the weapon, cause I've thought a lot about this. I think the reason why the weapon degradation system is in there is to get you to feel like you're overcoming these obstacles, right? Nothing's handed to you. You're constantly trying to, you know, get past all these difficulties that you have. Um, you're not given these godlike powers on a pedestal, um, that are just always going to be great and grand and wonderful. And so I think that right, you is your phone. You're right. But I think that's part of the charm of that. Um, you mentioned like the shrines in, uh, in uh, Breath of the Wild. And I do remember liking the shrines that I went to in that game. That was probably the high point for me. Um, I mean, I really enjoyed the, I keep wanting to call them tombs vaults in this game. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I think both can exist in the same avenues and both can be really good at the things that they do. Um, it'll be interesting to see what breath of the wild two does and, and, and to what extent it changes any of the things that were popular in breath of the wild. Um, and what maybe it would take from more recent open world games to try to iterate on it or see if they keep the weapon degradation or if they try to make it more fun. Um, you know, how they handle some of those different things. Because, you know, I, I believe it takes place, like, into the future of Breath of the Wild, like, well after the end of Breath of the Wild, is my understanding. So they could do lots of different things with it. They could make it completely different in some of those aspects, but still have some of the same common gameplay elements. So, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see what that is. I don't know that the game will be for me, because I will still want to have played Breath of the Wild before I would jump into the sequel. Um, so I probably wouldn't, but... You're never gonna play that game, Burns. It's it's at some point I will because I, you know, part of me I wanted to play it more recently 
while playing Phoenix Rising just to sort of have it as like a more like fresh comparison in my head. Um, but I, I still think I still think that it's tricky when we try to compare things to each other too much um, because everything is kind of every game is its own game and you should try to be able to instead of reducing it down to well it took this from this this game and it took this from this series and it took this from this series um like just like look at the game for what it is and enjoy the game for what it does don't try to like trace this lineage of oh they leached this from here and you know the stealth mechanics are from assassin's creed but it's not as good at assassinating things as assassin's creed and i mean I love that voice. You should do the whole show like that. <laughs> Casey will do Bane. I don't really have any skills, so I'll just be my regular old self over here. But, I don't know. I, like I said, I would still recommend this game. Um, I, I'm curious, because I never heard back from Munch if he like stopped playing it, because it didn't catch him as much as maybe Breath of the Wild did. Um, and, yeah, I guess if you're listening to this, John, like let us know. Yeah, shoot um, us a note in Discord. Yeah, and anybody else. Um, I know a few other people have played Immortals uh, previously. Well, a whole bunch of... Well, not Immortals. I know a bunch of people in the OAO Discord have played and devoured Breath of the Wild. Yeah, but I think uh, I think Mike had Pretty played sure Immortals and really liked it, and yep. he was curious what we would think on it. And so, yeah, uh, I don't. I think it was a fantastic game. I, I think everybody should give it a shot, and I'm curious to see what they do with uh, another game in this same vein, but in a different setting. Uh, I think that could be lots of fun. This game was awesome. Next month, we're going to play something terrible. <laughs> Next month on Game Pass Forever, we play Limbo. And saying it's terrible is just to just poke a shot at Casey. Because, Casey, you put this game up. Let me read the entire description of Limbo. Uncertain of his sister's fate, a boy enters Limbo. The end. So that's what I laughed at. As I saw the description behind you, like at the beginning of the podcast, I saw the description. That's what I laughed at. Is it's like that's the descriptions that time. <laughs> yeah, one sentence. <laughs> Casey, you put this game up for Game Pass Forever. What drew you to Limbo? Uh, it's playtime. <laughs> it's a very short game. Yeah. <laughs> so honestly, though, like <laughs> we haven't played a side-scrolling platformer for a while, so I thought it would be fun. And I did, and I did want to keep it short because November is is a hard month. I have deer hunting coming up. Um, I'm going to have my older son's hockey tournaments, so a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, and also, I'd really actually like to keep playing Immortals: Phoenix Rising because I had a ton of fun playing this game, and I'd like to continue playing it. So I was looking for something short that could be fun. I've Limbo's, I think, got a pretty decent rating. For, yeah, people for love it. People yeah. um, so it should be, I hope, a fun game, a short quick playthrough uh something we enjoy and then hopefully i can get back to immortals it's right. it's a very different game it's like almost the complete opposite of game like immortals phoenix rising is this huge expansive colorful like narrative rich voice acting experience and limbo is side scrolling black and white kind of platforming more <laughs> puzzly it's it's got puzzle elements that are similar burns have you played a little i played a little a long time ago yeah i played it uh, i have it on vita i think it was a free playstation plus game yeah. forever ago and i i literally got stuck in the first thing the very <laughs> first thing you encounter i'm like yeah. i don't know how to get past this all right well i'm done with limbo forever yeah <laughs> I, I, i'm eager to play it though and and see it through to completion um because i've played their follow-up game to this which is inside that game is 
really awesome. Um, and I don't know if that's even on Xbox. At one point, it was a PlayStation and PC exclusive, um, but it might be there now. I don't think it's on Game Pass. Um, but yeah, Inside is, for what it does, and it's still like a short kind of more so side-scrolling puzzle platformer, um, is a phenomenal game. So I'm kind of curious to go back and give Limbo a second shot to see kind of what was in there that sort of evolved to that for, I believe it's Playdead is the name of the developer. Um, so yeah, I, I'm really excited to go back and give it a shot. And it being shorter means I could probably also play more Phoenix Rising. So I'm not that excited for it, but I'll give it a go. <laughs> and uh, if I find more time for Xbox gaming, I'm going back to Wolfenstein. That's my like next game up if you enjoy this content please back our show on patreon this standalone segment game pass forever is tied to a specific tier on patreon you can back us for as little as two dollars a month but at ten dollars you get an extra podcast from tom and joey check it out at patreon.com slash oio thank you for listening stay inside kids